The following podcast will contain spoilers and explicit language. The following movie was recommended to us by Casey, Nicholas, and Alex. We hope you like it. Hello and welcome to episode 12 of Yeah, It's That Bad. Tonight's movie is 1997's Batman and Robin. Directed by Joel Schumacher, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, George Clooney, Chris O'Donnell, Uma Thurman, and Alicia Silverstone. Batman and Robin is a 1997 American superhero film based on the DC Comics character Batman. The film is a sequel to 1995's Batman Forever, with George Clooney replacing Val Kilmer as Batman. This movie currently holds a 13% on Rotten Tomatoes. How about a quick plot synopsis? Mr. Freeze plans on taking Gotham City hostage by freezing the town into a permanent winter. In the meantime, a new seductive villainess, Poison Ivy, has appeared to cause a rift in the partnership of Batman and Robin. While all this is happening, faithful butler Alfred is dying and Mr. Freeze holds the key to save his life. Enter Batgirl to help save the day. Okay, Martin, I know for a fact that the both of us have seen this movie. Like, we both saw it opening night, correct? Yeah, we, I saw it in the theater opening so, night. So did I. I was like, well, we were like 13. I was 13, you were like, what, 12? Yeah. Yeah, we both have very fond memories of this. I'd say that we both have a very checkered past with this movie. I'd agree with that. I saw this movie back in, like, the seventh grade or whatever the hell it was with, like, ten other guys, and I distinctly remember walking out of the theater, every single person was extremely upset. We were in a rage when we walked out of there. I remember being on an emotional roller coaster if the roller coaster just like went down into hell. <laughs> it just it, it, it didn't it, it, it didn't have any ups, it didn't have any climbs or loops. It just you just got on the roller coaster and it went straight into a fiery inferno of doom. <laughs> you know, it, it's pretty safe to say that the both of us are Batman fans, correct? Huge, yeah. Yeah, we both love Batman. We'll jump at any chance to see him on film. And this movie was highly anticipated at the time, you know. I don't really remember what the what the nation thought of Batman Forever, but I'm pretty sure we all liked it enough that we wanted to see a sequel to it. I definitely did. I was very excited when this movie was coming out. I don't know about you, but I've only seen this movie once. I saw it in the theater, and that was it, and I didn't remember anything else that was in this. Did you ever think that you were going to see it again? No, no. I'm pretty sure that back in 97, I said, I've never seen this again! What, did you, like, scream it on the street? <laughs> yeah, I, I told you. We, we ran out in a rage. Okay, Martin, let's just uh, let's just dive into this thing and, and do what we usually do at the top of the show. And let's go one by one through all the actors, and we'll see how you thought each of them did. Let's start with the new Batman, George Clooney. What do you think? I couldn't identify him with the Batman character in any way at all. Batman is supposed to be dark, mysterious. He's supposed to be a loner. He's supposed to hold all these like really, really dark, aggressive undertones to his character. And he's also supposed to be like in pain, constant pain. And that's what drives him to want to change the city of Gotham. I don't know. I wasn't getting that from George Clooney. I hated Clooney. Absolutely hated Clooney in this. He was terrible. Absolutely terrible. He was so dull and life. Batman is supposed to be an exciting character to watch. When he's on the screen, it's supposed to be electric. It's supposed to be like, wow, look at him. Look at him go. It's electric because he is able to talk to people. He's very eloquent. He's a very smart. He's he's a renaissance man. He's good at almost everything he does because of an enormous amount of time invested in perfecting the art of everything he does. 
And Clooney, I don't even think he took the time to perfect his lines. I don't think he even read the script because I feel like if any actor read this script, they wouldn't have been in this movie. Oh, he was garbage. So bad. How can you have a Batman movie with such a horrible Batman character? Michael Keaton did a better job than Clooney did. Next up, Robin. Chris O'Donnell. What's he up to now? Chris O'Donnell, he was in Cats and Dogs, The Revenge of Kitty Galore. That was one of my favorite movies. <laughs> of course. And he, oh, he was in Max Payne. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, he's in Max Payne, and he's also on NCIS, and NCIS Los Angeles. Very popular shows. So he, he made it out okay. One of the things you'll say about Batman and Robin is you think this movie would be a career killer. But all these people walked away pretty scot-free, with the exception of Batgirl, Alicia, Alicia Silverstone. Silverstone. Okay, according to this, the last movie that Alicia Silverstone was in was Tropic Thunder. I don't remember her being in that. Either do I. So she, she played herself. So she was a cameo. Yeah, so she was in Tropic Thunder, Beauty Shop, and Scooby-Doo 2. Those are the last two movies that she's been in. She didn't do so well compared to everybody else. Okay, let's talk about the villains. Mr. Freeze, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I felt as though they were doing a parody of Arnold Schwarzenegger's other characters in other movies. You think this is one big self-joke? This is all meta joke? No, I don't, but I think maybe the screenwriter did it on purpose. Okay. Nobody could have made that big of a idiotic character. Every single thing this guy said, every single thing out of his mouth was a stupid quip, one-liner joke about ice freezing and cold. Oh, well, needless to say, I thought he was terrible. Really, really bad. What, his acting or his one-liners? Oh, everything. Everything about him. Every time he said a one-liner, you giggled. I, <laughs> yeah, but like, <laughs> not because it was hilarious, because it was so terrible. But you still derided enjoyment out yeah, of it. Yeah, I derived great pleasure from how horrible it was. Listen, I remember while we were watching this movie, there was a moment where you were laughing so hard, you I almost cried. suffocated and you I cried. I cried. Like, I actually cried while watching this movie. <laughs> You're saying that you didn't enjoy it, yet you were laughing so hard. From an outside perspective, someone could have said that you were having the time of your life. <laughs> that you have never had more fun doing something than you did when you watched this movie. Batman and Robin. So bad it's good? Hmm. I don't know. I guess we will find that at the end of this. That's going to affect my rating, I'll tell you that much. Okay, great. Okay, and the, the next villain, Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy. Well, I got this to say about Poison Ivy, Okay. Uma Thurman can act. She's a great actress. She is. You know, I've never been that much of an Uma Thurman fan, but I know she's a better actor than this. I know that. She's a good actress, okay? Campy doesn't even begin to describe the way that she's acting in this movie. Like, how would you describe the way she's talking? It's like like some kind she of fake... sounds. She sounds like a Marilyn Monroe-esque yeah, type character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like some sort of actress from like the 40s or something. Like, it's horrible the way she's talking. You know what? She's... I'm ready for my close-up. You know, kind of <laughs> like that. Like that kind I'm of ready style. for my close-up. Mr. Savelle. Yeah, that kind of style. It's really annoying. All right, let's just jump into this movie. And before we begin, I want to read a little uh, excerpt I have here about the making of this movie that may help to put what we're about to talk about in a context. When comparing work on Batman Forever, Chris O'Donnell, who portrayed Robin, explained, it just felt like everything got a little soft on the second time. On Batman Forever, I felt like I was making a movie. The second time, I felt like I was making a kid's toy commercial. According to John Glover, who played Dr. Jason Woodrow, Joel Schumacher would sit on a crane with a megaphone and yell before each take, Remember everyone, this is a cartoon. It was hard to act because that kind of set the tone for the film. 
What do you think of that? This is supposed to be a cartoon? <laughs> yes, this is supposed to be a cartoon movie. Then why the fuck are there people in it? <laughs> you know, one of the things I want to talk about is that really set the tone for me is that the, one of the first shots in this movie is an extreme close-up of Batman's rubber butt cheeks. No. Batman rubber butt cheeks. The opening shot was butt cheek to cod piece. Yeah, it's a great combo. It's a one-two punch. I, I remember seeing that and writing down in my notes, what did the storyboarder think when he was drawing this out? <laughs> like, he's reading the script and he storyboards this and it goes shot one, buttocks. Shot two, penis. This movie's looking great. Right off the bat, there's no suspense or build-up to anything. The movie starts off with uh, Batman and Robin running to their vehicles, taking off. Mr. Freeze is in town. There's absolutely no build-up whatsoever. He just appears, right? And what takes place when Mr. Freeze appears is about 15 minutes of pure insanity, is what, how I would describe it. It's literally every second... Every frame is packed to the brim with the stupidest shit you have ever seen in your life. I remember that he slid in on a dinosaur yes. that resembled the B entrance scene oh, yeah. to the Flintstones. So Batman slides in to fight Mr. Freeze like Fred Flintstone. That is not an exaggeration. That really happens. No, no. He literally, that's literally, I think if you matched it up, if you if you played the intro to the Flintstones and you played the scene from the movie, it would match up exactly, like identical. And just like Paul Bettany and Legion blowing a crucifix-shaped hole, Chris O'Donnell blasts through the door and does what? He blows a bat-shaped <laughs> hole, which makes no sense because Robin isn't, isn't Batman. Robin is Robin. Shouldn't it be a bird-shaped symbol or a Robin symbol? And not only that, but his motorcycle wasn't shaved like the bat <laughs> Unreal. Yeah, so, okay, Chris O'Donnell arrives, and then Mr. Freeze's henchmen are all like hockey players. They're all wearing ice skates. Whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. Before we get into this scene, what happened to character development? Aren't you supposed to get to know the character first before we do anything that involves a conflict? I'd assumed that the, the, the filmmakers thought, you know what, these people already know who Batman is. We don't need to explain anything. Let's just get in there and do it. But aren't you supposed to explain why the conflict is so conflicting? You'd think they'd be a, a, just a little bit of setup as to why we should care at all, but they don't. They don't bother. There's no excitement. There's no buildup. There's nothing. You know what? Joel Schumacher, I think, tried to create excitement by moving a lot of things around on the screen at once. That's that's what it seemed like to me. Yeah. Right? I, I I mean, he put he put a bunch of shiny, bright things on the screen, moved them all around, had the henchmen come in like Mighty Ducks 2 skating around the mall, played hockey, right? They were playing hockey. They were Not pl only were they playing hockey, but apparently, I don't know if you knew this, but Batman and Robin have built-in ice skates into their boots. Yeah, that at come all out times. as they click them like the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, like the Wizard of Oz. I hung my head in shame when I saw that. So all the henchmen are essentially hockey players, and Batman and Robin have ice skates on their feet. So what do they do? Batman and Robin start playing ice hockey with the henchmen. They're batting a little, like, like a giant diamond around, and they're literally playing hockey with ice skates. Did you enjoy that scene? No! <laughs> I didn't like anything about this movie. Wait, why is yeah. Mr. Freeze after diamonds? Okay, 
That's a really good question. So the whole point in this movie, Mr. Freeze is hell-bent on stealing diamonds because they power his suit. Mr. Freeze pours diamonds into his suit like somebody who runs a locomotive from the 1800s piles coal into a furnace. Yes, he does. I, I don't know if his suit breaks down diamonds and uses them as energy, but somehow diamonds power his suit. They never explain how or why. So right after this entire, this ridiculous fight with the ice hockey guys, Mr. Freeze jumps into a rocket ship, and, and he blasts off. Batman sneaks on, and Mr. Freeze traps Batman by freezing his hands and, and puts him in, like, shackles like he's in the 1800s made out of ice. Why doesn't Mr. Freeze just shoot Batman? In the face and kill him. Right then and there, right? Mr. Freeze is trying to save his wife who's in some type of frozen purgatory forever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah, she, whatever it was. She's in like some cryogenic tube and she's essentially dead. You think there'd be a little more urgency to his plan, you know? Yeah, but he's like, it's it's almost like he's just playing a game with Batman. Why doesn't he just kill him? Later on, it, it turns out that Mr. Freeze is willing to murder every single person in Gotham City. So... Except Batman. Yeah, what's that about? Okay, yeah, no, that's a great point that you brought up because he freezes Batman. Batman's hands to the ship, right? Robin, lo and behold, has snuck onto the ship. He has suction cup batarangs, I guess? Oh yeah, whatever. He's clinging to the side of the rocket ship. He's in like the stratosphere right now where it's so cold. It's so cold that the instruments inside are, are freezing. freezing. Yet <laughs> Robin is hanging out the side. <laughs> He's hanging out the back and climbing into the ship like unprotected. Okay, great. So so Robin is outside and then he pulls out a, a gun. No, no. He pulls out a laser gun. Yeah, Robin has like a laser gun. No, but what I want to say is this. This, this This is my real beef with this scene. You know, I'm willing to let it slide, this stupid garbage with Robin hanging off the side. But the real stupidity is this. Mr. Freeze says that the reason he froze Batman is because he's going to let the rocket climb up into the ionosphere and then he's going to jump out and then the rocket's going to crash land and then Batman goes, if you let the rocket crash, it'll kill millions. Okay? So we're led to believe that the rocket crashing is a very bad idea. So when Mr. Freeze leaves, what's Batman's first move? (laughs) (laughs) To place a bomb inside (laughs) of the ship. He puts a bomb on the ship. (laughs) He puts a bomb on the ship. But that's not my biggest problem with the scene. My biggest problem is them having guns. Batman is very anti-gun. It killed his parents. It's his entire reason for existing. Yo, that's right. His that's entire right. character is based around guns. But Robin's and got not a laser using gun. guns. But Robin shoots his hands with a laser. With a laser gun. Oh, man. So the bomb goes off. Right. So if the ship lands on its own, that's... It's going to kill millions. But instead, Batman blows it up. <laughs> so shrapnel flies everywhere. And how do they escape? They blow out the hatch and then do a little windsurfing. Titanium lead alloy hatches yeah, they are mu- very must- aerodynamic. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they are so agile in the air. And Mr. Freeze has his metal wings and he's flying down. I like how they put his goggles on to make him look like a moth because he has moth wings. He does. And as we all know, Batman can never... Never take a life. Never. Batman is not a murderer. He would never do such a thing. No, or else he be, he would become like the people in Gotham City that he's trying to stop. And I know that the screenwriter must have knew that <laughs> because three seconds later, Batman jumps on Mr. Freeze, rips off his wings, and sends Mr. <laughs> Freeze plummeting to his death. <laughs> Great job, guys.
Listen, Joel, this is a cartoon. Yeah, this is a cartoon. So that's the introduction of the first villain. You know, that's the biggest problem with this movie. There's too many villains in here. So that's villain number one, and here comes villain number two. And three at the same time. At the same time. So the camera cuts to, like, South America or something. Yeah, we're in a rainforest kind of Horrible uh, matte painting setting, yeah. Yeah, and apparently Uma Thurman is, like, a researcher working with, like, toxins and plants and... She's trying to make plants able to defend themselves against animals. The movie leads us to believe that Poison Ivy and Bane are created not only in the same place, but in the same night. By the, a bit of a stretch. By the same guy. The same guy makes them both. That is a bit of a stretch. So the way that Uma Thurman becomes Poison Ivy is that the mad scientist pushes her into a radioactive pool of like glowing poison and toxin and it sucks her in and it looks like it pretty much melted her. And then she comes out as a sexy seductress. I don't really want to talk about this scene very much because it made me angry. It showed like uh, world leaders like bidding on Bane. And- like, yeah, Bane is this little skinny pipsqueak. And then they inject him with the super steroids and he becomes this huge buff guy. <laughs> this is one of the things that irks me about this movie. It annoyed me back in 97 and it annoys me now. Bane is supposed to be like this super strong murderer. In fact, he, he, he breaks Batman's back in a very famous uh, plot line. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, so that, that happens. But in this movie, he is Poison Ivy's lapdog. He never talks, e- even though we know that Bane can talk. He never speaks in this movie. Why would he take orders from Poison Ivy? She, she, she might have drugged him, maybe. No, there's no insinuation of that. They could have done that. It would have made sense. But they didn't. No. Because that's one of Poison Ivy's powers. She blows her magic pixie dust, and it makes men want to be with her. Okay, so next, after after all this garbage, Alicia Silverstone enters the picture. Is Batgirl supposed to be Barbara Gordon? Her name was Barbara. I know it was. So Barbara Gordon is Commissioner Gordon's daughter. Supposed to be. Uh-huh. But she's Barbara Pennyworth? In this movie, she's related to Alfred for reasons completely unknown. Yeah, um... I guess Alfred has been supporting her for the past five years, or uh, she goes to, like, a very fine school, I guess, back in Great Britain, although she has no accent, right? (laughs) (laughs) No, not at all. But she says she wants to help her uncle Alfred and save his life because he helped her so much, or he helped her his entire life. Now, now here's a question I have. But her parents only died five years ago. Uncle Alfred. All right, let's dissect that. Alfred is, what, 85 years old? He looks older than that in this movie. Let's just play it safe. He's 85 years old. Alicia Silverstone's character is, what, at the most, 20, right? So what does that mean? Did, Did Alfred's sister give birth to her when she was 65? Were they even trying when they wrote this movie? Okay, so after all that happens, you get the setup for an auction scene in the movie where George Clooney speaks to Poison Ivy's character, Uma Thurman, and says that... Poison Ivy's character, Uma Thurman? (laughs) (laughs) Uma Thurman's character, Poison Ivy, and says, hey, guess what? You're in luck because I have an invitation here that says Batman and Robin are going to be at the auction. (laughs) This raises a very important problem. That is not an exaggeration. He had like an invitation that said, (laughs) in attendance... Batman Batman and and Robin. Robin. (laughs) All right, this raises a big problem. How did he get that? (laughs) How did Bruce Wayne get that? And, and, okay, let's say he got it from Batman and Robin. Does he know them? (laughs) 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 Is this... 
Is he their friend? <laughs> what what connection does he have to them, if any? And and if there is a connection, he just gave all these villains and people in a huge room a giant, enormous connection to these people. He's worth billions. Hold this man hostage. Uh, hey, Bruce. Uh, <laughs> I know this is your charity. How did uh, how'd you get Batman and Robin to come on board? Oh, uh, guess what, guys? I'm great friends with them. <laughs> and how much money are you worth? Uh, sir. Several hundred billion. <laughs> oh, uh. Hey, uh, Bruce, uh, why don't you come in my car for a second? <laughs> for a ride. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so Batman and Robin attend this charity auction. These two gorillas appear at the auction, and it's Poison Ivy and Bane in gorilla suits. Yeah, so Poison Ivy, she's wearing a gorilla suit. She pops out. A bunch of greasy, oily men appear and help her out. <laughs> they they roll on the floor, and she steps This was them. the moment in the movie, I believe, when you said, why is this happening? Yeah, like, what? <laughs> Why is this? Why is this even happening? I, did, I said, like, what are they doing? Like, what purpose does this serve? Why are there oily men rolling around on the floor? Like, this is absurd. It was absolutely absurd. But okay, so then after that, Batman and Robin get into a bidding war. Oh yeah, a poison big I- bidding war for poison ivy because oh, she yeah. used her poison ivy pheromone whatever powder. He blew that she blew it into their faces. Right. The worst thing in this movie, nay. In movie history is about to take place in three seconds. So Batman and Robin get into a bidding war and Batman goes, I'll pay a million for her. And, and Robin says, I'll pay five million. And Batman goes, you don't have it. And he goes, I'll, I'll borrow, borrow it from, from you. you. And then he pulls out his Batman credit, credit card. card. Never leave the cave without it. Batman. There is a Batman a credit logo. card. There's a Bat logo on the credit card. It says <laughs> Batman credit card. <laughs> Batman <laughs> credit card. Who thought that's a good idea? Why did they even put the line what in they never doing? leave the cave without it? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I laughed so hard I vomited. Yeah, you spit up like a baby. I spit, I, <laughs> I was, all right, look, I was eating pizza during this scene. At the end of that scene, there was pizza all over me. (laughs) All chewed up pizza all over my clothes. I ruined a shirt of mine. Mr. Freeze shows up. He gets the diamond, but it's a trap. And he gets captured and sent to Arkham Asylum. You know, okay, so while all this garbage is happening, this is about one hour into the movie. What are they trying to tell me? What is happening here? It was around this point where Alicia Silverstone is stealing motorcycles and... For reasons utterly unknown to me, they, they they shoehorn in this ridiculous subplot of Alicia Silverstone riding her a motorcycle in a death race that's being overseen by Coolio, of all people. During this whole Coolio thing, I, I screamed out loud, why are they racing? Why is this happening? Can you tell me why? No, I can't. And I remember writing down at this point, if there is a plot in this movie, I can't find it. During all this, uh, Mr. Freeze is not in Arkham for long because he breaks out. So Bane and Poison Ivy burst in and Bane's got (laughs) Mr. Freeze's costume in a shopping cart. (laughs) And the question that you raised was, where did he get a shopping cart from? He's in an insane asylum for the criminally insane. And our friend in the room said, hey, maybe he brought it with him. But on the front of the shopping cart, (laughs) there is a 
very large, blatant sign that says Arkham. Arkham brand shopping <laughs> carts. <laughs> Batman credit cards, Arkham shopping carts. Did they ever make an Arkham shopping cart toy? I wonder. I'm sure. You know what? It looked like a toy. So Poison Ivy comes to break Mr. Freeze out of jail. And he freezes the wall and they burst out. And like you said before, they're on the top of the insane asylum on the side of a cliff. So the way that they escape is that they jump out of the building. Do you you remember what I said to you? You were like... They must be 200,000 feet. 200,000 feet in the air. And they just have an airplane. They fell to their death easily. And this is where I started laughing so hard. I was crying. I was in tears laughing at the preposterousness of this movie. They just don't care. They don't care at all about this movie. It's a cartoon, guys. Oh, God. This movie's so stupid. <laughs> oh man, it's so bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> why did Joel Schumacher do this? Why did he do this to us? Okay, so Mr. Freeze goes to the goes to the observatory, puts a giant diamond, whatever, bedazzled scepter in the center of the telescope, and somehow that a telescope turns into a freeze ray. Yeah, he freezes all of Gotham City. I'm going to say he flat out murders everyone in Gotham City. The, the way that they save the city is that they, Batman and Robin and Alicia Silverstone, they reconfigure the freeze ray into what's essentially a death ray. <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 they harness the sun's power and melt the ice, like a, like a red laser beam shoots out and melts everything. But there's like multiple ones. What's really funny is like they're just substituting one death ray for another. another. <laughs> it's like, we're gonna freeze you, then we're gonna incinerate you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when I was a little boy, one time I took a glass and I filled it with water and then I froze it. And then I thawed it and then I froze it again. And you know what happened to the glass? It shattered. Yeah. <laughs> What's happening to all the material in the city? I'm sure it's like I'm sure it's as brittle as like as as like drywall. If there's like a, if there's a strong gust of wind, the city will co- will turn to dust. It'll just blow away. All right, yeah. So after they they turn on their death ray and, and melt the ice, the observatory explodes and it's free falling to to the oh, ground. Oh 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 yeah yeah yeah. This is the second scene where everyone falls for twenty minutes. For twenty minutes, they fall another ten thousand feet because apparently the observatory is ten. 10- thousand feet in the air. In one of the hallmarks of the film, we get to see a people shoot grappling hooks into walls at least 20 times, right? Like, uh, Chris O'Donnell shoots a grappling hook into a wall. 20 then, times? Then Alicia Silverstone add, does it. Add, add, add a zero to that number. <laughs> 200 times. Yeah, Alicia Silverstone does it, and then George Clooney does it twice because he's got two grappling hooks in his On his belt. <laughs> No, they shoot out of his belt. How are they directed at anything? Does his belt have a guidance system? <laughs> so it's grapple palooza here. <laughs> oh my god, how do those wires not get crossed up? Oh god. So that's it. That's the, the last horrible garbage action scene in this movie. No, I- because then George Clooney comes up and talks to Mr. Freeze and tries to give him oh. a father to son life lesson. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even 
remember what he said. I was, Neither do I. I remember at this point when he's trying to give him like a father to son heart to heart talk. I was laughing so hard that I accidentally stabbed myself in the hand with a with with my pencil. I still have a big piece of lead in my hand right now. I was laughing so hard. I didn't care. I I still have a giant cut on my hand. I just wanted this to be over so badly. Like get this out of here. Oh God. All right. That's it. That that that's a wrap on Batman and Robin. Were you aware that this movie was nominated for a few awards? For what, Joel? Well, Alicia Silverstone won the Razzie for Worst Supporting Actress. Other nominations at- Congratulations, Alicia. You did it. Other nominations at the Razzie Awards included Schumacher, Worst Director, George Clooney and Chris O'Donnell, Worst Green Couple, <laughs> Akiva Goldsmith. Wait, wait, wait. They're, they're a couple? Of course. <laughs> Akiva Goldsman, worst screenplay. Both Chris O'Donnell and Arnold Schwarzenegger, worst supporting actor. Uma Thurman, worst supporting actress. And Billy Corgan, worst song. (laughs) (laughs) For the end is the beginning is the end. Batman and Robin received nominations for worst picture, worst remake (laughs) or sequel, and my favorite award, worst reckless disregard for human life and public property. Clearly, we're not happy with this movie. And as far as I'm concerned, all the people involved, they need to pay for their sins, you know, (laughs) retroactively pay for their sins. But did you know that Joel Schumacher actually apologized for this movie? And it may bring some peace to your heart to know that Joel Schumacher apologizes. Let's hear what you got to say, Joel. If there's anybody watching this that, let's say, loved Batman forever and went into Batman and Robin with great anticipation. If I, if I disappointed them in any way, then I really want to apologize, because it wasn't my intention. My intention was just to entertain them. I've had enough. I don't want to talk about this movie anymore at all. Let's find out what the real critics have to say about Batman and Robin. Wonderful to look at and has nothing authentic at its core. Roger Ebert, Chicago Sun-Times. Campy costumes can't disguise the incoherent plot, confused performances, and lame script that send this star vehicle spiraling downward. Liam Lacey, Globe and Mail. Like stumbling into the world's longest coming attractions trailer, or a product reel for a special effects house. Kenneth Turan, Los Angeles Times. (laughs) And my personal favorite, Pointless, plotting, plotting, asinine action, clueless, comatose characterization, and dumb dialogue. James Burradinelli. Real views. So, the critics liked this movie. They loved it. They were in awe. Okay, Martin, this movie has a 13% on Rotten Tomatoes. Is it really that bad? Yes, this movie is fucking horrible. It gets a solid one out of five. If I could give this a zero, <laughs> I'd be willing to do it. But, oh, man. If I was allowed to jump out of a 10,000-foot <laughs> asylum to my death, <laughs> at the end of this movie, I might have done it. Oh, my God. Okay, as for me, is it really that bad? I mean, that's pretty clear. Yes, it is that bad. This movie is infamous for a reason. It absolutely deserves it. This movie crushed the souls of so many 13-year-old boys back in the day, and it continues to do so to this day. (laughs) At least it has a legacy. Yeah, yeah, a legacy of crushing souls. So this movie is horrible, absolutely horrible. But would you recommend it to people? You know what? This movie, no. I'm going to go with no. No one deserves to be put through this. You know what? I'm almost on the tipping point of saying yes. 
You should see it. You want to see what a bad movie can be like? Here's your pick. Check this out. And plus, this this movie would make a good Mystery Science Theater kind of thing. Because you we laughed really hard while watching this. We laughed really hard at a lot of these bad movies because we're all sitting together just ripping them apart. Yeah, yeah. So this is a pretty good candidate for that. Here's my caveat. Never watch this alone. But if you're in a group, go for it. Okay, let's read some viewer mail. Sita wanted to weigh in on the Twilight review. She writes, Twilight isn't a good movie. I do agree with you. But I think for fans like me who love the books, we will overlook some things. But these movies are endearing to us because we know the material so well and because we love the characters so much. The movies didn't make sense to you because they left out a lot of stuff that were in the books. So I understand why you would be confused. I heard so many awful things about Bella, but she's written that way in the books so girls can put themselves in her shoes which, in my opinion, is great. But I do have to say that Bella in the books is way more sarcastic and clumsy. She's kind of boring, but she's normal. She isn't this kung fu chick that girls can't relate to. As a fandom as a whole, we were hugely disappointed by the movie and didn't think it showcased the beautiful romance that lies within the pages. I totally understand your dislike for this movie, and I'm happy you went in with an open mind, but I honestly don't think you tried hard enough. I'm honestly tired of men looking down at this series as some stupid high school romance. You don't get this kind of reaction to a series from all ages of women by being stupid. Thanks for reading my long reply. I just wanted to let you know as a fan of the series what I thought. Thanks again. Well, Sita, I can see where you're coming from. I kind of feel that way about the Harry Potter series of movies. I love the books and I love the movies, but I think the movies suffer from the same problem where you as a reader have to fill in the blanks that are left out from the movie. So I can't really put myself in the mindset of a person that's never read the books before. But anyway, that was a great email. Thanks again. If you want to contact us, you can reach us at yeahitsthatbad at gmail.com. Okay, now is the time that we announce the winner of the next Listener's Choice episode. And the choices were The Haunting in Connecticut and Law Abiding Citizen. And the winner is Law Abiding Citizen. How do you feel about that? I always jump at a chance to talk <laughs> about a movie that stars Gerard Butler. Yeah. <laughs> can't get enough of one of our favorites okay great so tune in next week when we when we will be reviewing law-abiding citizen this movie is currently available on netflix instant so you can play along with us at home and if you don't have netflix you can go and you can go to your local blockbuster and uh save them from bankruptcy by the time this broadcast comes out blockbuster might not exist anymore (laughs) yeah so you got to do it now before it's too late you better hurry up and go get it (laughs) (laughs) okay if you want to get in contact with us you can send us an email at yeah it's that bad at gmail.com you can follow us on twitter at yeah it's bad as always please leave us a positive review on itunes or if you're fighting the good fight on the zune marketplace leave us a positive review there please tell your friends about the show by liking us on facebook or talking about us on twitter also before we go i want to announce three new interesting things about the show Okay, the first thing is, if you go to yesthatbad.com and look at the show notes for this movie, you'll see that I added a five-star rating system. So we review every movie on this show on a scale of one to five. So we want to know what you think of Batman and Robin. On a scale of one to five, what do you think? So so go to yesthatbad.com and vote. Give this movie a one to five rating. What did you think of Batman and Robin? And when you're done rating the movie, leave us a comment on this episode's page and tell us what you thought of Batman and Robin. The second thing that I want to mention is I'm starting a new segment on the show. And it's really simple. It's just the question of the week. 
Here's the first question. Batman and Robin was a highly anticipated big budget summer blockbuster based on a comic book movie. Yet it was extremely disappointing. Now this upcoming summer, there are multiple highly anticipated big budget comic book movies. What do we got? We got Thor, Green Lantern, Captain America, X-Men First Class, right? Yep. And uh, I think that Cowboys and Aliens movie is based, on, based a comic on a comic as yeah, well. Yeah. So we got a lot of comic book movies coming out. So I want you to go to yesthatbad.com and leave a comment on this episode's page telling us which upcoming comic book movie are you most interested in and which of these movies you think is going to be a piece of garbage. Personally, I think the Green Lantern looks like trash. It looks... Oh, man. His costume alone looks like a piece of shit, but why did they need to CG that? Yeah, exactly. Those are the kind of comments I want to see. Go to yesthatbad.com, leave a comment on this episode's page, and tell us what you think of the upcoming summer blockbusters. Okay, and one last thing. This is really ambitious, so I hope you guys can help me out with this. I set up a voicemail for the show, and I'm... Hopefully, I plan to do some pretty interesting things with this in the future. But the first thing I want to do with it, I want to do a little test. So next episode is going to be the listener's choice episode. And I want to do a custom intro for the episode using clips from the listeners. The number for the voicemail is 973-797-YEAH. Y-E-A-H. 9324. So 973-797-9324. That spells out yeah. So what I want you to do is call up this number and just leave a voicemail. And in the message, this is what I want you to say. I want you to say, say your name, say where you're from, and then say the following movie was chosen by listeners like me. Just like that. That's exactly what I want to sound like. And then I'll put all the different clips together and it'll sound really cool for the intro sequence. That sounds really exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the this number is, it's a Google Voice number, so it's free to anyone in the continental United States. But not Puerto Rico. No. Sorry, Alaska and Hawaii or anybody else in the world. This is only for people in the continental U.S. So, what about the Principality of Guam? I'll have to ask Google about that, but <laughs> I'm not really sure. But anyway, if I could get five people to do this... I'd be really pleased. (laughs) If you enjoyed what you've heard today, please consider subscribing. We have a new episode every Tuesday. Thanks for listening. See you next time. All right, everyone. Chill. It's a coolest town. Cool party. Freeze. Freeze. Ice. Freeze. Ice. <laughs> what the fuck is frozen? Ice. Freeze. Winter ice. Ice. Freeze. Winter. Winter. Frosty. <laughs> 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 <laughs>